Hey everybody, this is Catherine and you're listening to the Currency with Catherine podcast, the show that teaches you about all things money, but not just money. We approach money through a holistic life lens because all aspects of your life are connected. That's why we bring in other elements like mental health. When you're confident in your financial capability, all other aspects of your life will improve. And welcome back to another episode of Currency with Catherine. I have another special guest with me today. For for the first time, I can say that we actually have a doctor on this episode. We have Dr. Caroline. And I'm going to let her introduce herself because she has an extensive resume and I wouldn't be able to get through all of it. So Dr. Caroline, you have the floor. Thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. I'm super excited and honored to be on here today as well. Uh, Just love what you're up to and what you're doing. So again, thank you for having me. Um, So like Catherine said, I am Dr. Caroline and my background is in clinical psychology. So I specialized in marriage and family therapy. Absolutely loved it. Um, Ended up getting burnt out and reevaluating my life. And I was in California at the time, moved back to Florida to start my coaching business. So now I'm a female entrepreneur coach and I kind of stumbled upon my second business, which is a health business. And moving further down the line recently, I became a co-owner of a solar energy company. So I do a lot of different things, but it all goes back to the mind, body, soul, in my opinion. (laughs) So thank you again. Yes, no, definitely. I think you probably have like one of the most unique resumes of the guests that I've had on the podcast (laughs) so far. (laughs) So talk about this more about you said that you were in clinical psychology and you got burned out. I can definitely empathize with that because I worked as a mainly in residential facilities for about three years. Mm. And so, yeah, after three years, that kind of was like my wall. Yes, that, that's definitely a tough population to work with as well in that arena. Um, so I could definitely, I feel for you as well. Um, so my burnout started, I guess, like to take you back a little bit, I practiced for about six years in total. Um, and I primarily worked in school settings, so elementary to high school. Absolutely loved it. And then I was like, I want a challenge. So, um, I mean, the high school is a challenge. It was an all boys Catholic high school. So it's definitely a challenge <laughs> um, <laughs> in a different way because I'm only like 4'11 and all these growing boys were like towering over me. And I'm like, I'm your therapist. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it. I learned so much from all of my clients, but I started working in private practice. And before I did that to kind of backtrack a little bit, I was going to school full-time and I was working full-time at my graduate school as a campus manager. So all facilities stuff. So I learned a lot about like running a business on that end, very different type of business, but I really got to learn about working with vendors, communication, and a lot of other factors. And so it got to the point where I was a little burnt out from that. I was like, okay, I need to finish my hours to get licensed. So I ended up leaving the camp, um, being a campus manager and just focusing on finishing my doctorate and working full-time in a private practice. Absolutely loved it. Like couples were my absolute favorite because you can see things from a different perspective and you're like that neutral stance and like you're not biased towards one or the other. For some reason, I do really well with that. (laughs) Um, And I really enjoyed it, but I was seeing about 30 clients on a weekly basis. And 
after doing that for about two years, it just, it really got to the point where I was so burnt out. And personally, I was dealing with like a terrible breakup, a terrible roommate situation at the time. And it was just, my life was unraveling as I like to say. Um, but I just started to get a little more clear on what I wanted to do, but the burnout, like my hair started falling out, my teeth in the back from stress started to crack. Oh like it was just, it was major burnout. Um, but I wasn't like really identifying that because a lot of times in work sit- situations or just running a business, you you're used to like high stress. And so you don't realize when you are so stressed out that it's turning into chronic stress and burnout. And that's where I was kind of at where I didn't even realize how stressed out I was until like things start, like, and I also lost like 20 pounds, which I did not need to. Um, so it was a lot of physical symptoms that because I wasn't listening to my internal emotional well-being, where you say, um, and I was in my own therapy, I was working on myself, but I was missing a lot of the signs that I needed to. And that's when kind of things turned and I really started working on removing the burnout or getting quicker at catching a burnout cycle, as I like to say. Well, like that's, man, <laughs> you have yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I just kind of threw it all at you. <laughs> But man, no, just like the stress and stuff and that you were able to like rise above that. And now you're like a successful entrepreneur. So I'm sure everyone's curious, like, what do you do? I know earlier you mentioned that you're a female entrepreneur coach, um, also a wellness consultant, and you also are a co-owner of a solar energy company, which is amazing. So maybe dive into those. Yeah, absolutely. So once I started like working on myself and I've always been like forward of being able to work on myself because I had kind of this core issue. Well, I didn't kind of, I did have a core issue of not being good enough. Like I was always achieving the next thing and wanting more and more. Um, But when I started the coaching business, that was my time to like really heal myself as well. Like removing myself from all the high stress I was dealing with, but being able to start the coaching business. It started out as a life and health coach and it kind of morphed over time. And I really took like my experience and put it in a a format for four pillars to help my clients go through situations too. So they don't need me eventually. Um, That's the goal. But I really focus on four pillars, which are work-life integration, because I feel like once you have that foundational piece of work and life and integrating it the two together because there's never a perfect balance. And I used to say work-life balance all the time, but I realized it's really integrating the two where you still can live a full life, but you're also working and it's not that stress level. So once you have that integrated, the next pillar moves into self-love. So you can really start working on yourself and then boundaries is the third. And then the fourth is emotional balance within our relationship. So really pull from my marriage and family background and help my clients with especially the relationship piece, because if their partner is not an entrepreneur, they might not understand the ups, downs and everything in between, but really being able to solidify those pillars. I created them about like two years ago when I realized I had been helping my clients through that same process, but there wasn't like a definitive name for it. And then I realized this makes sense. And like in my process and what I've taken my clients through. So I do, I have like a six week program I take my clients through, but I just love educating women on really taking care of themselves and prioritizing themselves, putting themselves at the top of the priority list, as I like to say, because I wasn't even on my own. (laughs) And a lot of people I work with 
they're not even on their priority list as well. So I think it's super important to recognize that. So that's where the coaching came. And then I started a YouTube channel from that as well. Um, so that's a little bit about the coaching piece. And then after I had started my coaching business, a few months in, I kind of fell into a health business where I work with a lot of different types of health professionals, implementing wellness solutions, and as well as weight loss solutions as well, but just really taking care of themselves. And I thought what I could help more people by working with these doctors and the access they have to patients to really help people from the inside out. Um, so that's a little bit about the health business. And then the last one, the solar energy company um, that happened not too long ago. So it's very recent, but it's a company that's been around for a while. And I really just get to help people help the planet as well. So when they get solar on their house, it's not something that costs anything up front. Um, there's just so much to it. And I'm learning so much about like how we are helping the planet. And I just love that. So it really encompasses my whole brand, which is the mind, body, soul, and really taking care of ourselves from the inside out and also our environment. So that's in a nutshell. I know that's a lot, but... <laughs> No, I love it. Like I'm gonna work backwards. So starting <laughs> with the with the solar power, I think like um, ESG, the environmental, social, um, like those type of portfolios are like what a lot of clients are looking forward to nowadays. They want like the green energy, the clean energy, because they do want to. You know, we only have one planet. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And if we can help it, why, why not? And it's just being more efficient too, and not having to pay so much. And there's just so many wonderful things that the government's actually doing to help. Um, so what I do is just give a free analysis and help them see like how much money they can save. Um, but like I said, it's fairly new. It's a business I came into that's already been established. Um, but yeah, it's been such a fun journey and it's really fun just being able to help people. I mean, that's like overall what I love doing. It's just in the vehicles have been a little different across time. No, I love it. And then also with the coaching and your, um, let me get the exact name. I have it pulled up right here. Your six week cultivating clarity program. Mm -hmm. So also with that, I think a lot of people, when you mention that people don't prioritize themselves, especially women, especially in the role of like mom, you know, who takes care of mom? Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because yes. usually she's wearing like 10 different hats at once. And then especially if she's working, you know, the cooking, the cleaning, especially a single mom or a mom who just doesn't have the amount of support that she needs. So like, just like take us through like an example, if you don't mind, of like a client that is like they're coming to you for um, coaching. Like, how would you help them sort through the mess? Yeah, um, great question. So I have a couple. One I'm thinking of in particular recently. Um, this client was is a mom of two. Um, one is like in preschool. One is in elementary school. So she has her hands full. Her husband works full time. And she was just really struggling with managing everything um, because there was a lot of other things that were happening underneath all of it. And I don't do therapy um, anymore or anything like that, but it's really important to understand what's been the roadblock of getting things done. Sometimes we're so overwhelmed with everything we have on our plate, but it's taking things piece by piece where they go, like kind of fitting it like a puzzle. 
of, okay, what, what is priority right now? And I always think that it's like figuring out your schedule, what is working and scheduling in time for yourself is like so key and not just like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. But I also have a quick call or I have to do something else, but really setting aside that time for yourself and time for you and your spouse, time for you and your children as well, but scheduling everything out because I always see that as like a trigger for people where they're missing the boat on having that time. Because a lot of times, like if it's not on my schedule, it doesn't happen. And that's similar to a lot of my clients that I see that common theme. But with this particular client, it was really getting her life organized and then moving into really working on herself, like the self-love piece. Because a lot of times they're such high achievers, amazing, doing amazing things in this world, but they're not really pouring into themselves. And I'm not talking about the bubble bath, the cup of tea, like those are wonderful things, but it's really about, okay, do I have time for myself? Am I giving myself an opportunity to just sit and think for a minute and breathe and really giving that compassion and grace towards ourselves when things go wrong or mistakes happen, the ups and downs, but really pouring into ourselves because when our cup is full, all the overflow can go to everyone else. If we're depleted every night, you're going to run into physical symptoms of emotional symptoms as well that are going to counteract not only you, but your business and your family too, and everyone around you. So we worked on that piece, just really giving more self-forgiveness and compassion towards herself. And then moving into the boundaries was the next step because she was really able to cultivate that compassion and it made it that much easier to set stronger boundaries for those around her. Like knowing this is a non-negotiable, the time for herself, the time with her significant other and time for her children and then time for her business. And it seems like there's so much time, time, but like it's really being able to break it down where it makes sense for each person because everybody's different. But for her, she's like more of a night owl. So like in the mornings, like taking care of the kids, making sure they now it's camp, but um, like for getting for school and all those things and getting them ready. But then in the evening, like a husband would take over and she would have that time for herself to do what she needed to do and get done because that was her like most creative moments too at night. And then once she had those boundaries in place and really solidifying them, moving into the emotional balance within the relationship. So being able to communicate a little bit more clear with her spouse, being able because the boundaries were in place. Now she could even really dive a little bit deeper into things that were maybe holding her back or blocking her, but really being able to have that open communication with all those around her, especially her husband in this situation. And it really strengthened the relationship because explaining to you as an entrepreneur and somebody who's not entrepreneur, sometimes the, the communication, the line of communication isn't always clear, but like being able to take my therapeutic skills and applying those. And I think anybody can use this. You don't have to be in therapy to use it, but active listening, like listening to listen or responding to listen or listen to respond. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But listen to respond. And um, when we do that, we're not really listening to the person. So with active listening, listening and really understanding them and repeating back to them what you thought you heard and giving that open dialogue. So if there is a miscommunication, you can clear it up right then and there. And it doesn't linger. It doesn't cause more problems because sometimes there's just such a, the boat is missed a lot of times, especially communication is so key in business, in relationships, in life. And if, and a lot of times it's not even what we're saying it, it's how we're saying it, what we're not saying. So I really help my clients with that too. And that's like the pivotal piece to like put everything together. Hopefully that was a good example. 
Yes, no, that was a perfect example. I want to back up just a, a little bit. Yeah, I know. I'm, I was totally guilty when you said that you're not talking about bubble baths. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good you, thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm like, oh, she just needs a bubble bath, you know, quiet time. And you're like, yeah, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, like, it's so funny because I, I get this a lot and I used to be the same way. I was like, okay, I'll have like, read my book, have a cup of tea, like just relax. And those are all wonderful pieces of self-love, but I work on the deeper stuff too, where it's, nothing just fixes something, put it that way. Like a lot of times there's underlining things happening. And I just see this with a lot of people that are such high achievers and it's like, things are never good enough or it's like, it gets suppressed. And a lot, that piece of self-compassion of not being perfect. I work with a lot of individuals that are perfectionist people pleasers. And that, that was me a few years ago to be quite transparent, but really being able to working on giving yourself that space to forgive if you make a mistake or if you launch something and it doesn't go the way you want it to, like giving yourself that compassion that you're not a bad person. You're not like the self-talk sometimes is so critical and we are sometimes the worst critics to ourselves, but really working on that piece is like the meat of it. Like self-love and boundaries is the meat of everything. The other two pillars are just as important but like the work is really in those two intertwined. And that's why they're the second and the third because you need that foundation. And I always say this everywhere, but it's like building a house. You don't put the roof on first. You need that cement ground so you can build upon it. And that's why I think with self-love and having those boundaries go hand in hand, but particularly of working on yourself, like personal development, reading, doing all those amazing things, but it's the next layer underneath that is really important where it's working on yourself. Wow. So (laughs) would you say that the mindset would be the key point? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I know that's a big part of your podcast as well, but it's that mindset, the self-talk, what you're telling yourself, what you're thinking, because a lot of times like what we think is the behavior we take because we can think all these things, But if there's not action behind it, you're not going to change it. And it's pushing through and it's building that mindset. You know, it's so interesting when you go to the gym, you don't get abs in a day, right? (laughs) As much as that'd be great. As um, much as we wish. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the same with the mind. It's mental fitness. It's really working on that and taking care of that mindset. Like what you're telling yourself, like when you are being critical of yourself, it's really like, what are you telling yourself? And a lot of times it's become so subconscious that we don't even know what we're doing to ourselves. And it's like, one thing is like saying affirmations is a great tool, but like there is a client once that I I worked with where there was a lack of self-confidence. It was a lot around the mindset and I'll just tell it real quick, but I had her write down affirmations that she truly believed in, not when everything was going great, but like when she might've not believed in those affirmations or like, I'm this, I'm that, but like really digging into what she truly believed about herself. So no matter how the day is going, having those written down, it was that reminder that these are absolutely hundred percent true. And at first she could maybe write three by the end of it, there was like 30. So I think it's just building that mental fitness. There's so much research on mental fitness in general, but I think sometimes we neglect the mindset and that is so important 
so important to really work on that. And that's a huge piece of self-love as well. But I think the mindset is so important. Man. Well, Dr. Caroline, that's everything I had for you. Um, Mind telling everybody where they can find you at. I have your links. I will post them in the show notes, but for verbally, you can tell people where they can get in contact with you. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you can just find me, Dr. Caroline Iskovitz on YouTube. That's usually where I am the most now. Um, and Catherine's going to be on there soon too. And then I, on all my social medias, it's just Dr. Caroline Iskovitz. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Um, I'm like, I'm probably forgetting something. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and her website is also drcarolineiskovitz.com. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Too many social media <laughs> platforms. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's good outreach. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Caroline enjoyed you today. I'm sure everyone is going to enjoy this episode. Also, again, make sure y'all go check her out on her social medias. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Currency with Catherine podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and join the Currency with Catherine Facebook group for daily financial literacy topics. Be sure to visit our webpage to stay up to date on our monthly events and to book a free clarity call with me. Let 2022 be the year you get your finances in order. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.